Hey, what's up everyone? <clears throat> Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuf Beis, Daf 102 of Masech Psachim. The Daf, the first Amud really, begins by finishing off the cliffhanger question that we asked yesterday, which is based on Machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Sheshis, where when you have people who are eating things that you would have to make a bracha in their orig- a bracha chron in their original place. Um, the Rashbam says that that's even things like things that require alamichya, a bracha main shalosh, like pizza. If you're eating pizza and then you go to your friend's house, do you have to make another bracha rishona? Since you're going to have to come back anyways to make an alamichya, assuming that that's the alache. Um, so Rav Chizda says that if you eat something that you would have to come back to where you ate it in order to make a bracha achrona. So then you don't have to make a new bracha. Rav Shesha says, no, even in such a case, if you go to a different place, you'd have to make a new bracha. So we're going to continue with that machlokas. And then for the second half of the page, we talk about what happens if you're eating with your friends, you're hanging out with your friends and having a meal on Erev Shabbos and it becomes Shabbos, kind of looping back into the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Chizda and, and, and Rabbi Yossi that we saw the other day. And then some interesting things at the end there in terms of order of Havdalah in Osim Mitzvah Schavilos. Schavilos, interesting sugyas. So, to begin with, as I referenced a minute ago, yesterday at the end we saw Machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Sheshes, that if you're eating something, I think, let's just use bread as an example, I think, because it's probably just a uh, more globally accepted item, I think. So let's say you're taka eating bread, okay? You're eating a meal, you ate bread, and there's a chas and kala coming by, so you went out to, to join the procession. So, according to Rav Chizda, look, when you come back, you don't have to, you can just keep on eating. Or, what if, what if it wasn't a chas and kala? What if you just posh it, went to your friend's house? It was Purim. You were going around from house to house. So, Mavchizda's opinion is that since bread, or since whatever you're eating, is something that you're going to have to come back to the original location in order to make a bracha chrona, so therefore you don't need to bench before you leave your house and you don't need to make a bracha rishona when you get to your friend's house. Rav Sheshes disagrees. And he says that you do have to make a bracha even though you're going to have to come back to your original place, even though it's, you're eating something that you would have to go back to your original place to make a bracha achrona, still, before you leave your house, make a bracha achrona. When you get to your friend's house, make a new bracha rishona. We asked the kashan of Chizda. That we had a brisa that says that if you have people who are kovei suda and a and kala come by and they want to go join the procession, so here's the thing. If there are people still at the house, they mention the zakin v'chole, an older person or a sick person, who they leave at the house so that they can go have fun. So then when they leave, they don't need to make a bracha achrona before they go, and when they come back, they don't need to make a new bracha rishona. However, the implication being that if they wouldn't have left anybody in the house, if they mamish pile, all piled out of the house, so then you would have to make a new bracha achrona, and a new, uh, you would have to make a bracha achrona before you leave, and a new bracha rishona when you come back. So it seems like a kashan of chizda, 
who says that simply if you're eating something, then you're going to have to come back to make a bracha So then you don't have to worry about shinu makom. But this b'risa seems to be saying that you sure do. Only in a case where, where, where somebody stayed back do you not have to worry about making brachas. But if that's not the case, so then you have to be concerned about shinu makom. So that's the kasha against of Chizda to which of Nach Yitzchak answers. I'm of Nach Yitzchak, Mantana Akiris Yehuda. Hold your horses, says of Nachum Ba'itzchak. That's what he says. He says, hold your horses. That opinion in that b'risa, which says that you had to leave somebody at home in order to not have to bench and make a new bracha when you come back. It's a Buddha's opinion. Obviously, we know here at Babylon Talmud, Yochid Barab Malachi that when you have machlokas between one opinion and the Chacham, we're going to pass like the Chachamim. So, good news for Avchizda, this opinion in this b'risa was specifically Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. The Chacham would argue and say that even if nobody stayed at home, you would not have to make a bracha achronim before you leave, nor a bracha rishonim, new bracha rishonim when you get back, since this is something that you're going to have to come back to your original place to make a bracha achronim on. The Tanya, as we learn in the b'risa, you have some friends who were leaning, i.e. they're having a meal. So the Vesa Medrash, the Shabbos Mincha thing. What, what, you guys a fan of the early Shabbos Mincha? Alright, whatever it is. There's this concept that in the middle of your Suda, you stop and you go Davin Mincha and you come back. Well, if you're finished, so then you just bench because you're finished. But if you're not yet finished, so you say, you know what, let's go to Shul, Davin Mincha, and we'll come back afterwards. So, what do you do in terms of the bracha in terms of benching and all those inyonim. So again, the tani chavim shayim So you have these friends who were hanging out and they were eating. And in the middle of the suda, they went to go to shul or to the beis hamedrash. So when they leave to go to shul. They do not need a bench. And when they come back, they don't need to make a new bracha achrona. Amr Rabbi Yehuda says, When is this? That's only if they left some of the chavr darin. Not everybody wanted to go to early mincha. I'm not going to tell you which camp I fit into darin. Some people stayed at home. And because some people stayed at home, that's why when they leave, they don't need a bench. And when they come back, they don't need to make a new bracha chrona aval. So in Yichusha mitzvah chaverim, but says Rabbi Yehuda, if they didn't leave anybody over there, pashit everybody went to shul or to the beis hamedrash. Kshen yotzin tunim bracha lemafreya, ushen chosin tunim bracha lechatchila. So then when they leave, they would have to make a bracha chrona, and when they come back, they would have to make a new bracha rishona. Okay, and as Rashbam points out, we talk saw a very beautiful um, thing in Masechta Eruvin. Um, in the Rashbam, it's the third one on the page at the end of the Rashbam, and then that thing. Whenever um, Rabbi Yehuda says, such as like he says over here, he's come to argue on the Chacham. So we see that it's Taka Machlokas between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda. So the Chachamim would say that you don't need anybody to stay at home, and therefore, if it's something that you're going to have to come back to your original location to make a bracha achrona. So you don't need to bench when you leave 
or make a bracha Rishonu when you come back. Seems like exactly what Rav Chizda can hope for in a brisa. Okay, it's not fact Akasha. At the time of the Bidvar Matun Bimkomon. So now the Gemara is pointing out that according to the Chacham, the reason why they don't need to make a Bracha Achrona when they leave nor a Bracha Rishona when they come back is because they were, it was a situation where they're going to have to come back anyways to make a Bracha Achrona. And therefore it's considered like all one Kvius, no Hesachadas or anything like that. However, things that you don't make a bracha such as you push it eating ice cream. So you don't have to come back to make a brain of fashos. Then even according to the rabbis, when you leave, you're going to have to make a brain of fashos on the ice cream. And if you come back, you're going to have to make a new bracha if you decide that you want to eat, uh, drink a beer. Okay. Lema, Well, let's say it. That's a kasha of Yochanan. Who could remind me what Rabbi Yochanan says? Rabbi Yochanan said yesterday that shinimakum is not an Indian. Ki'ilu, if I eat ice cream at my house and then I go to your house and you feed me ice cream, Thank you. So, says Rabbi Yochanan, I don't need to make a new bracha rishona. Why? Because what's the big deal? What, I change places? It's not a big deal. There's no hesachadas. Anyways, but let's say it is a kasha and Rabbi Yochanan, because over here we're saying that it actually depends. Something like ice cream, where you don't have to make a bracha chona bimkomo. So, we have a price that's saying that you'd have to make a new bracha. But didn't we already ask Akasha and Rabbi Yochanan one time already? Yesterday at the top of Kufal Mud Beis, we, 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 we quoted a brisa which says explicitly that Shinri Makom, you'd have to make a new bracha. So I already asked Akasha and Rabbi Yochanan from a brisa. How come we need to ask from this one too? Well, Nemo Meonami Tavi Let's say, well, from this one, it's also Akasha on him. So it's a second one. And as Rashbam points out, Kilu, even if you would somehow figure out how to solve the first brisa, then you're still going to have to figure out what to do about this brisa. Omelach Rabbi Yochanan, to which Sigmar says, no, Rabbi Yochanan can defend himself against the question from this brisa. That Rabbi Yochanan can answer, don't make the diuk that you made. What does it say in the brisa? The Bryce is talking about when they were eating something that they would have to come back anyways and make a bracha chrona. And then in the middle they went up to go to shul. Right? It was their Shabbos Suda. They, were, they washed. They had a whole Suda. They were going to have to come back to bench anyways. And then they went to shul and were saying that um, according to the Chachamim they don't have to make a they don't have to bench before they leave. They don't have to make a new bracha when they come back. We wanted to imply that that means that if it was just ice cream, then they would have to make brachas. Says Rabbi Yochanan, that's not really true. Actually, even if it was just ice cream, they would not need to make a bracha achrona before they leave and a new bracha rishona when they come back. Right? 
Again, so then how come the Brisa talks about that they like uprooted their feet, meaning implying that it was davka a kavua meal, something that they were going to have to come back to to make a brachachrona. That's just to show you to what extreme Rabbi Yehuda goes in his opinion. That even when it comes to things that you're going to have to come back anyways to make a bracha achrona where you ate them, nonetheless, the only reason why, says Rabbi Yehuda, you would not need to make a bracha achrona before you leave and a bracha achrona before you come back, it's because you left people in the, in the house. But if you didn't leave anybody at the house, i.e. everybody left, Says Rabbi Yehuda, you would have to make a bracha achrona before you leave and a bracha rishona when you come back. So says Rabbi Yochanan, this brisa is not necessarily a proof against me because I can make the argument that according to the Chachamim, you never need to make a bracha achrona before you leave and a bracha rishona when you come back. In, you know, vis-a-vis in terms of shinu makom. The only reason why you're talking about something that you have to make a bracha achrona and it's in the same place is to teach you to what extreme Rabbi Yehuda goes. To say that still, you would only be able to, you know, get away without making the brachas if you left people at home. Tani Gavos said to Rav Chizda, we talk have a brisa that's explicitly supporting Rav Chizda. You have some friends who were uh, drinking wine together. Now wine is clearly something that you have to make a special bracha afterwards. The bracha means shalosh, ala gefen. And they went somewhere else and they came back. They don't need to make a new bracha. So there you have it. Things that you need to make a bracha in their own place. You don't need to make a bracha before you leave. Nor a bracha when you come back. Just like Rav Chizda. Okay, so if you have also some friends. They were, you know, hanging out, having a barbecue. And now Shabbos, you know, it's Mamash right before Shabbos. And now, lo and behold, it becomes Shabbos. So you bring him a glass of wine. So what you'll do is, you'll bring two cups of wine. The first one, he makes Kiddush. And the second one, he's going to bench. That's Rabbi Yudah's opinion. Because remember, Rabbi Yudah's opinion, right? We had a machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi. It's the same machlokas here. Rabbi Yudah says that mafsikin, that when Shabbos comes in, you have to stop your suda, even if you have, even if you had started it before Samuch Lamincha, Kidu, when you were allowed to. But still, Shabbos comes, you gotta stop. So we say, we bring them two cups of wine, makes kiddish, benches, done. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, look, you can even keep on eating. It says, You can even continue eating after it gets dark. Gomru, and then whenever they finish, and then whenever they finish eating, so they'll bring another, they'll bring two cups of wine. That could be at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, at night, whatever it is. They'll bring them two cups of wine. He'll bench on the first one. And then finally make Kiddush on the second cup of wine. 
How come we need to have two cups of wine? Make bring one cup of wine. Feed two birds with one seed. Bring two cup, bring one cup of wine, and use that cup for kiddish and for benching. Interesting. Why Rafuna for some reason is quoting with Sheshis? Why would Rafuna be quoting with Sheshis? I don't know. Rufuna says the name of Sheshish. We don't do that. We don't use one glass of wine for two different mitzvahs. For benching and kiddush. My time, why? Says because we don't bundle together mitzvahs. That's not what we do. As the Rashbam says, It looks like a burden. You know, we don't necessarily want to just, ah, let's just feed two birds with one seed. Let's just hop one glass of wine and we'll just do everything with one glass of wine. Get everything out of the way quickly. We don't want that. Rather, bring one glass of wine, we'll use that for Kiddush. Bring another glass of wine, we'll use it for benching in whatever order they're supposed to be. But we don't want to just, you know, try to get as many things out of the way with as little as possible when it comes to mitzvahs. Vilo? Wait, but is that really true? Is it really true that we don't make two kiddushos on one glass of wine? Oh, Somebody who comes home on Motsoy Shabbos, so first he makes a bracha on wine, boy Piagafen, Bala Maor, and then boy Meoria Eish, Bala Besomim, he says, boy Mine Besom, Vachaka, Homer Abdallah, and then he says Abdallah. Skip the next two words. And if he only has one glass of wine, Manicholachamazon, so then he just waits until after he's done eating Shalshudas. And then he puts them all together. He'll just use that one glass for benching and for Avdallah. Oh, so what do we see? So we see that in an event where a fellow only has one glass of wine, he can use that one glass of wine for benching and for Avdallah. So what do we see? Apparently you can use one glass of wine for multiple things. Ain't low shiny. The one says, that's not a proof. He didn't have any more wine, as it explicitly says. That in a situation where he doesn't have two glasses of wine, all he has is one, so then he can put them all together. What can you do? But in a place where, you know, here these people are eating on Erev Shabbos, they're having a barbecue. Lord knows they have tons of wine. So then, may, but then bring two glasses of wine and Use one for Kiddush and one for benching. Don't bunch them together. Viter. But what about when Yom Tev falls out after Shabbos? Yom Tev is a Sunday. Okay. The Islay, that of course he has wine. And as Rashbam points out that we're assuming right now that it's Seder night. So obviously he has wine. We even said even Ani should be Israel. Needs to make sure in pochasin, right? Lo yifchzulo midalad amos, right? Vafil what? Vafil minatamchut, right? So everyone's gonna have wine on Pesach night, okay? Vayom tishchol liosachar Shabbos. So what if Seder night is a Motzoi Shabbos? 
the Islay, where he certainly has wine, Vamur of Yakne. And Rav says, what's the order? Yakne. What does Yakne mean? Yain, Kiddush, Ner, Havdala. So we see that on one glass of wine, you're saying Kiddush and Havdala. And there's plenty of wine. So, so, so the Gemara points out, well, if you look into what Rav says, it says Yakne. If anybody's ever heard of Yakne Haz, that's what we're getting up to. Really, tomorrow we're going to get up to it more. But uh, actually right here, it comes up already. That it's talking about the order of the brachis for Kiddush slash Abdallah when, 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 when Sunday is Yom Tif. So from the fact that Rav doesn't mention anything about Zman, he doesn't say anything about Sheikh Yonu, so then clearly it's not Seder night. From the fact that we are not saying Shechianu, then clearly it's not Seder night. It must be that we're talking about the last day of Pesach. That any wine that he had, he's already drank. And now he doesn't have any wine. And because he doesn't have any wine, that is why he is doing both... Uh, Havdalah and Kiddush on the same glass of wine. But one second. What about even on the first day of Pesach, where you have plenty of wine? But one second. But even Seder night, Lemaise. Even Seder night. What's the order? Abai says Yekazne, which is Yayin, Kiddush, right? Then Kiddush. Then Shechianu, then Boimoria Eish, and then Abdullah. And Rava says Yaknehaz, okay, different order. But we see there that you're making Abdullah and Kiddush on the same glass of wine, even though you have plenty of wine. Rather, Abdullah and Kiddush are Chada Milsahi, which is very interesting. But basically, both are coming to, 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 is to delineate Yom Tif and Shabbos, right? Right, holy days, right? And as Rashbam points out, even in Havdalah, when, 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 when it's Shabbos going into Yom Tif, he's going to say, Amadami Kodesh the Kodesh, between one holy day and another holy day. So therefore, because both Havdalah and uh, Kiddush are coming, how does the Rashbam says? He says it in a very good way. They're both coming because of the Kedusha of Yom Tif. Both the Kiddush and the Avdala. And therefore, you can make both of them on one glass of wine. Whereas benching and Kiddush are really two separate things. Therefore, you're going to need two separate glasses of wine because in Osa Mitzvah Schavilos Schavilos. However, Kiddush and Avdala you can make on the same glass of wine. That would be acceptable. Well, friends, that was the Afkuf Beis of Mesechta Sochim. The 102. So what did we discuss today? So... Within the context of our machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Sheishas about um, do you need to make a bracha achrona before you leave and a bracha rishona when you come back when you're eating something that you're going to have to come back to anyways to make a bracha achrona. So we saw a machlokas between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda about this. And they say, look, when it comes to something that you're going to have to make a bracha achrona in the place where you ate it, so the Chachamim say that when you leave the house, you don't need a bench. And when you come back, 
you don't need to make a new bracha because you're going to be coming back anyways to make a bracha. And there's no Hesachadas. Rabbi Yehuda argues and he says only if you left people in the house. If you left people in the house then you don't have to make a bracha achronim before you leave and a bracha rishonim when you come back. If you didn't leave anybody in the house you're going to have to make brachas. Now, when it comes to things that you do not need to come back to where you ate them in order to make a bracha achronim such as ice cream. So then when you leave, you would have to make a bracha achrona, and when you come back, you would have to make a new bracha rishona. Rabbi Yochanan, of course, could argue on that because he says that there's no such thing as shinir makom. Okay, fine. Um, and then we got into questions about when you're eating and having a barbecue on Erev Shabbos, going into Shabbos. So when Shabbos begins, Rabbi Yudah says, look, of course, Rabbi Yudah's opinion is mafsikin, you have to stop. So we bring you two glasses of wine, you first make kiddush, and then you bench. Rabbi Yossi says, look, you can continue eating even past dark, however late you want. Whenever you're done, get two glasses of wine, bench, and then make kiddush. We then asked, why, don't, why, why do you need two glasses of wine? So we said, because we don't want to bundle together mitzvahs. Enos mitzvahs, chavilis, chavilis. All right, friends, that was Afkuf Chof. No, it wasn't. That was Afkuf Bez. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.